On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. Well, I'm supposed to be cruising through some islands in the Caribbean, you know, loving life, and yet I'm stuck in here, you know, in this studio. No, I, I can't complain. I love it here. This is good times. I, But I, I was in I was in the Bahamas over the weekend. You're and, looking tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I actually use sunscreen, but um, <laughs> we got Zach in. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Matt, Matt, I think, is Matt's mic hot? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And, and we got a special guest for everybody. We got John Parsons on today. What's up, John? Uh, not much. Thanks for having me. John is uh, one of uh, the uh, district uh, managers there with Colonial for us. He's top in the country. Yeah. Literally number one in the country. Oh, good lord john um, welcome to the show yeah and, uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. excuse me uh, yeah, i apologize running his insurance agency um they do several million a year yeah and so um figured he was coming up because he actually won a contest that that i had so last year i had a contest in the first quarter for a rolex mm-hmm. john won the rolex oh all right and then this year i had a contest for some custom uh pretty expensive very custom suits from my girl oh wow that they get and so john and i are going today me and my girl so because he won the first quarter contest again to get his custom suit swept it again well yeah. done john my Th- gosh thank you so much I, yeah, I thought you were going to say the contest was to come on the show yeah 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 welcome home yeah you get to do some work a little extra work on your day right <laughs> that's fantastic not a, not a you, problem you definitely are not shy of the cool contests and celebrations why were you in the bahamas uh, for we won territory of the year. Yeah, yeah. We we so as a territory, we were number one in the country last year as well. And John was actually number one medium office of the year in the country. Wow, John. Yeah. So basically congrats. two years in a row. Well too. earned. Yeah, well done. Thank yeah. you so much. That was a uh, a uh, pretty special moment for us last year winning that. So and he's supposed to be down there too, but he didn't go. I have to work, so he oh. <laughs> he doesn't have to. Next year, so. No time to celebrate with all this yeah. work to be done. Yeah, you know? yeah. Very, I can respect that. Yeah. Very blessed to have a, a strong group of people in my office that made that happen last year. So you're gonna have to, to you're gonna sure have to give us credit for it. You're gonna have to give us some advice in the third segment. Yeah, I want to learn a little bit more about you and 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 I don't know the secret. I guess. Yeah, tell, tell the rest of us. Give he us has a little an, bit of that he insight. has a very interesting story as well. Really? Throughout it all. Yeah, because it it he didn't. It wasn't the natural. It wasn't the normal. Um, it wasn't the normal take, so we won't yeah. get into it now. We'll get into third, but it's actually very interesting. It's not the normal like it it, it was it was it's different. Stay it's tuned. pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we should get to our first headline. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, this one comes from Javier, friend of the show. I, I appreciate him sending this over. Uh, the first headline out of Star Telegram, UTA needles firing of cross, or UTA needless firing wow. of cross. I'm the dumb one here, What Zach? happened? <laughs> I'm the you know, one I'll that can't what read. This is. What I, is up with you? You're the genius. I'm the dumb one. For those who don't know, normally we record this show in the afternoon, and today okay. he comes in hot in the morning. This man comes in with a monster. 
that matches. The, the number one salesman and a half dozen of the finest kolaches you can get in DFW. I heart kolaches. I heart kolache. We have got phenomenal. to try to get them on the show. They're phenomenal. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had one of those and... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it messed me up, man. It's so good. I couldn't believe it. But, yes, I'll get right back, <laughs> right back to the headline. UTA, needless firing of Cross doesn't fix the problem. For those who don't know, UT Arlington recently fired their Division One coach, Scott Cross, who won 20 games in three straight years. Kind of a surprise, but people are speculating the reason he got fired wasn't because of his wins. It's because he couldn't fill up their new stadium. He couldn't get enough people in the seats. Like, despite the fact that the team was doing well, it somehow fell on the coach to be able to get people in to watch the game. And when they weren't selling enough tickets, they figured, you know what? You're just not performing, bud. Uh, it's not going to work for us. So they're going to move on, I guess. And I I don't buy that um, because, it, number one, it ain't the coach's f- job to fill up the seats. His is, his is to put a good product on the floor to yeah. fill the seats up, but... If he puts a good product on the floor and the seats don't feel, that's that's somebody else's. Yeah, but, talk to marketing. Yeah. So, but really, it, it, Javier's in, in in this deal. So, kind of, we kind of had like two things that we really, mm-hmm. you know, we just figure out how we take off on it, right? John is one was his loyalty dead. You know, Javier asked, he said, "Is loyalty dead?" You know. Um, and then I was thinking about there's always two sides to the story because there's definitely much more to this story oh, than, sure. than 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 um, you know he pissed somebody off somewhere mm-hmm. something. Something happened because you don't win like that and then them do it all the time, right? Or maybe it is loyalty, right? You know, what, what are your thoughts on, on that, John? You know, I think loyalty is somewhat dead. Um, I think a lot of people are in it for themselves, mm-hmm. and they don't stay true to the people they associate themselves with. Um, and I think loyalty is is kind of a two-edged, uh, two-way street. you got to give it to get it. It is. So... You know, like I said, that you know, if you got somebody winning and all of a sudden you're basically getting rid of them because they can't put people in the stands, to me, they're not very loyal to the coach. There's obviously something, something happened, something happened somewhere. Well, <clears throat> here's one thing that I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I play favorites, mm-hmm. and I've always told everybody that. One of our first meetings, what did I stand up and say? Yeah, a hundred percent play favorites. <laughs> he does for sure. You know why? Why? Because nobody can go run their mouth behind my back when I help the ones winning. And I say, I play favorites by the facts, by the numbers. Not by if you're a friend of mine, not by your color, not long how, how we known each other. The best thing in the world is that anybody has the ability to be in my favorites group. Just produce. So I don't help the losers. I help the winners. I spend my time with the winners on getting what they need. I, um, as, as, as I've said before, you know, John obviously is number one, not just territory, but the entire country. And if John needed me to come wash his cars for them to sell more appointments, sell more insurance, I'd come down there and wash his cars. Or mm. I may just hire some people to go do it, probably. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> if I had to, I would. Mm. There's but a lot the, of pollen in East Texas yeah. right now. He's just saying. <laughs> Tis the season. But the kicker of it is, is that I believe in being loyal. And so, like, if, if I got somebody who they develop the most sales reps, I'm going to look at that. Whoever does, the people I know and bring in, that's who I'm giving to. Like so, so you know, some people go, well, you're just making the good get greater. Yes, because look, all the other ones, they have the ability to get there. They just have to beat them. Mm-hmm. And so I provide, I, I believe in loyalty to the people being there. And I, but I do believe you got to be loyal to to get loyalty as well. For sure. And if you com- you know, if, if if you're consistently somebody who feels like people are screwing you over, not being loyal, guess what? 
you might be the problem. You are the problem. You right. are not a loyal person because you cannot. Because look, I don't. I don't. I can't tell. You, I don't consistently have people screw me and, and not be loyal to me at all. I, I really. I'm trying to think of the last time I've had that happen. Um, you know, obviously it's going to happen from time to time. But if it's a consistent thing, then you're the problem. Yeah, exactly. right. Nobody's nobody's going to serve the king if the king doesn't act on the will of the people. It's mm-hmm. it's a mutual thing. Yeah, you know, whether you like it or not. Well, and just in your friend circle in general, mm-hmm. like just in life, right? Not even in business, but in your life. Yeah. Like if you think about it, you go. Um, the kicker is, is that if you if all your friends and stuff are stabbing each other in the back, so that means because you're a part of that, so you mm-hmm. you need to get out of that group for sure. But loyalty does not have to be dead. And you always have to remember, though, there's a difference, in my opinion. I always say that there's business and there's friends, okay? Mm-hmm. You always have to remember business, there is no loyalty in business. Business is business yes. as far as making numbers and money. And you have to remember that, for instance, I'll give you a good example. Colonial Life, I love Colonial Life. I'm loyal to Colonial Life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have blind loyalty that it is still a corporation. I believe the fact, yes, they take care of me, but I... I'd make them a lot of money. So I'm not ignorant to the fact of why they would make me feel special, right? Sure. They are good people. But the people in that corporation change over time. The corporation's there. So when people go, well, I was loyal to them 20 years ago. Well, the same people running that company are different. You can't look at the company as as something that that is the people can change. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal to Colonial. They're loyal to me. I don't have blind loyalty to it. Well, it sounds counterintuitive because on the one hand, you're right. Business is business. Business mm-hmm. is cold, hard numbers. But when you think of something like, say, a startup getting getting a uh, like like a VC capital loan, yeah. right? That seems like, well, we believe in what you're doing. We're going to go with it. But what it is really is we looked at your numbers. We looked at your forecast. We think this is a good investment. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It's not, you know what? Handshake agreement. You seem like a good guy. We're going for it. It's no we think this is a good idea because we looked at the numbers and we think it's good. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore, really. Not really. No, 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 no. not so much. I was recently at the Dallas Startup Week and ran across a couple stories like that. But um, it does seem a little counterintuitive to what you said before as far as playing favorites and being loyal to winners because I know you as the guy who's willing to take a chance on somebody who doesn't seem like they would, would do well. Okay, so, yeah, so let me make sure you understand this. Yeah. I still love... And help the people that are struggling. Yeah. If they're down, I mean, John was in a position at one point where they weren't doing very well four or five, three oh, years ago or so, right? Absolutely. Did I crap on you when you were down? <laughs> no. But did I come down there and give you everything, all this extra stuff? Absolutely. Well, I absolutely. mean, but I didn't like give you all this. I, I didn't come and say like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to spend every waking moment with John and them. Yeah, you didn't do it for him. No. No, yeah. no not at all. But, and that's the difference. It's like a, um, it's like if, if, but like John and them, if I got a broker in East, uh, a rep in East Texas back then, mm-hmm. it would have never went to them. Oh, no. It way. went to Robert and them. And for they sure. knew it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I didn't crap on you. No. Not and I at didn't all. say, I'm not going to treat you right. Yeah. I'm just not going to give that extra deal with it. And, and so with John and them, I went down and had a conversation with them and said, look, y'all do what you want to do. I, I feel like I, just, I needed to free their reins up to let them figure some stuff out. And, and then they did, and then obviously it's been turned around. So for sure. it's not about – you don't have to crap on people. You don't have to shame them. You don't have to do all these bad – you just – it's just that I don't ever the, – the winner – a lot of times winners in work environments, yeah. this is what happens. You just uh, take for granted. They know you appreciate them. They, you, take, you give them more work to do because the others can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, the winner is going to another opportunity because – they're 
you forget about them because you just expect them to do it and you pile more work on them so then the losers are getting less work to do because you know the winner will finish it that doesn't seem right right like i do my job well and i get more versus the other person's not doing their job so you give their job to me because you know they can't finish it that's what happens no 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 i, I kind of get it there, there's always another mountain to climb yes right oh, for sure. and and the argument is the people who are struggling they're still on that mountain yes the people who are at the top they're looking for the next one and, and you got to keep them going right and, and there's two different people yeah uh, of the ones that are going and john you know with sales people and stuff i will and john will if you got the try Hey, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. It's the ones that, that when they stop trying, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I've seen. I was one of them. Yeah. I was one of them. Sure. I get it. And, you know, that conversation we had that whoops, sorry. That day at the uh, bank building. So know, much for not talking with your hands Yeah, on. for sure. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. What did he say at the beginning? Good, I don't good talk thing with, is I don't talk with my hands. I don't talk with and my hands. And it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you came in and gave us some really good advice it wasn't you know you didn't come club us over the head like yeah. norwegian seal yeah, yeah and uh you know i think that was the turning point in our in the rise of that office was you know hey go out and celebrate some small moral victories when it would have been really easy to come in and, and crap on us and say hey you know you guys are terrible and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you really guided us the right direction i think that was really the pivotal point for our office yeah and, and that's where it kind of turned and that, that's what that's what i want you to understand it's not that i don't i play favorites in the fact that when i put my when i put stuff in line i'm gonna keep adding to those i don't forget my winners mm -hmm. because I, I i believe winners got get forgotten they get you know that's what happens but I don't even the ones struggling i never crap on them i, I never i don't believe in hitting the man while they're down i believe in 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 and helping them but i'm not like like if i got somebody struggling over here not really doing it and i got somebody really winning killing it mm -hmm. what happens is is you you usually end up spending your time trying to get the struggling up so much you do you forget about your winner and they move on and they move on exactly. so, so i'm saying yeah. you can't forget about them i don't and so loyalty is not dead i i really don't believe loyalty is dead i believe that sometimes we just forget what we need to be loyal with like we're realizing that a company is made up of people and those people in that company change over time so you can't be blind loyal to a company forever because the people are who you should be loyal with and they change right change. people change so just kind of remember that and i believe if you look around not a loyal person it's all your fault so <laughs> we'll be back in a minute for a second segment of second shot He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. I had to make sure that I really gave... Zach, some special instructions on this next headline um, because I don't want us to get extremely far off in the weeds of this, but but I think John had a really good, like, just in general life of stuff around the idea of this, but understand this headline is not what our uh, 
um, you know, out, you know, the take is per se. So. Right. right. There's there's a lot of news that you might hear about that isn't particularly on this show that we kind of don't talk about because we don't want to get in the weeds on things and it's easy to get carried away. But this one, we thought, you know what? There's something here we can talk about and we have a different spin on it. So hear us out. Listen to the segment. <laughs> Send us an email. Let us at secondshotcast.gmail.com. It'll be great. Here it is. Uh, Trump denies knowing about hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels. President Trump denied knowing about his lawyer's $130,000 payment to a porn star before the 2016 presidential election. There's a lot of ways to go on this. Heath, what is the second shot here? Look, John and I were talking about it, and we've talked about just in general that you know, there's NDAs, right? Non-disclosure agreements happen in business and happen in any times you go with things. There's, and that's basically what this hush money is, is NDA stuff. And um, there are times that you think you do, you do something wrong, right? Like you, you, you're never there for your kids, but yet what you do is, is you try to buy more toys and you think, okay, my money can fix it. Look, the old way is the truth. Money can't fix everything. You can't write a check to fix your discretions, to fix your, to fix your, um, your your morals and your character and your ethics, you can't just write a check and that goes away. And that's what we want to talk about. We're not, whether or not any of this is true or not, we don't care. We're not in that. We're talking more so in life in general. You can't write a check and your discretions, your morals, and your ethics just disappear. Right. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> sorry, John, you were about to say no, something. No, I mean, it, it doesn't work. And I, I can tell you this firsthand from personal experience. Uh, my father great role model for me uh super dad my uh i guess when i was about nine ten years old and, I, and i'm okay talking about this so uh nine ten years old he kind of had a propensity for forgetting that he was married to my mother <laughs> that's a really good way of saying it yeah i'm just gonna be polite about it because yeah and i can tell you those actions uh i guess when i was about 12 years old my parents got divorced right so had to uproot ourselves from houston move back to east texas and you know from the time i was about 12 to i was about 15 that was a really dark time for me yeah you know i had it's hard to understand at that age i couldn't wrap my head around it right i mean i knew it was going on but i couldn't really wrap my head around it so from the time i was about 12 to i was about 15 i mean it it kind of put me into a really dark place right Mm -hmm. i was playing my parents against each other you know my mom this is your fault dad this is your fault uh, you know, my grades started suffering in school. So those actions, there were a lot of repercussions behind those actions, right? And as I got older, my dad, you know, he did very well in business. So he was able to afford certain things. And, you know, his his solution to the problem was always, hey, let me write a check. Yeah. You know, I got cool things out of it. You know, I wasn't going to turn yeah, it yeah, down yeah, as yeah. a teenager. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I had a new car. Yeah, I don't, Heck yeah. I'll get over it for a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. but you know. <laughs> But so, deep down, the problem never got fixed. Never got fixed. And I'll be, it's really hard to say this, I'll be 50 years old yeah. this year. So 40 years I've dealt with this. Yeah. And as I got older, the resentment was less, but it was always there. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, you know, some of the conversations I had with my father before he passed away. He's been uh, passed away about eight years ago. And, you know, it was just, it was just really weird. You know, he, he looked back and said, hey, I'm really sorry for all the things I did. And, but he tried to make it up monetarily. Yeah. Because that was the only thing he knew. Yeah. Not that he didn't care. But that's all he knew. Yeah. He thought the struggle of a pen will solve a lot of problems. Yeah. And it was like putting a Band-Aid on a severed artery. You yeah. Know, it still was bleeding. Yeah. And, you know, he could have given me 
five dollars or fifty million dollars at the end of the day the money wasn't going to fix the problem it's the i heart. still had it in my heart yeah and i deal with it every day as it, i've gotten it, older it, but, i've learned to but his heart it. didn't change right like i mean that was the thing is like you can't just writing a check doesn't mean you you personally change right right and it's such a crazy thing because it is so true in today's world and as parents you know is that you know there you see it all the time that oh, these parents the that are obsolete and they're you know gone from the kids life or done and yet think you know what I just keep writing a check. I'll buy them something cool, do something this, and you know that can fix it. When oh, for sure. that's not going to, and it's like you can't fix your ethics and your morals because of a check. No, you got to fix right. yourself. You got to fix yourself. We're. It's funny. Money. They say money can buy happiness. Money can't buy emotion. No. You can't. Yeah. You can't buy like real feeling. It's very counterintuitive. Everything we do, business, life, it's all built on people. Yes. It's all built on how we feel about things oh, and how sure. we perceive the world around us. At the end of the day, money can only go so far. Yeah. Right. But what are things that somebody, what if somebody is sitting out there, John, and they're in a situation where, you know what, I guess I've been that person that has been kind of writing those checks, you know, how can they change that? How can they turn around? How can, how can their story have a different ending? I think you gotta, you gotta take a long look at yourself and say, obviously, you know, these actions that I did from the past, here we go again with the hands (laughs) (laughs) that I did in the past have come back to cost me. And at some point, you got to you got to make some kind of change in your lifestyle. That says, "Hey, I cannot do this again and put myself through this." Because what people don't understand is, at some point, we got to all be accountable for our actions. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I agree. And you're gonna get away with it for a little while. Eventually, it's kind of like poop in a, yeah. in a punch bowl. It's gonna surface. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's gonna surface. <laughs> poop in a punch bowl. That's, it's gonna surface. Is that going that's, in the show title? Yeah, yeah that might. <laughs> poop in a punch bowl. That's epic. That so, is epic. Might have to write hang that on down. To that one. Yeah, that's, that's how you great. know. That's how you know he's from East Texas. So, well, I was gonna use another word, but I'll be correct. Well, it's very correct of you. <laughs> but you've got to, you know, it's got to start with you. Uh, you know, I, you got to want to. You've got to want to, right? You got to, you got to want to be a better person. And one of the things that. Having seen that is, I always try to be, I'm not perfect by any means, but I was every day I try to be better than I was the day before. And one of the things I've been, tried to instill into our kids, a little boy's eight, he's kind of figures it out. But my stepdaughter's getting ready to graduate high school in about seven weeks. So, mm-hmm. wow. One left, one left mouth to Well, feed. congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's... Good to her. Yeah, she's done, done really well. Proud of her. And I guess she was about a sophomore in high school. Friends started driving, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm very blessed. She's not boy crazy, so yeah, that's, yeah. Fan, that's, fan, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is going to prom here in about a few weeks, so I can't wait to interrogate her date. But oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she, uh, I told her, I said, Anna, you have to be really cognizant of what you're doing and what you're surrounding yourself with because your actions today may haunt you for the rest of your life. Yep. Especially in the age of social yep. media. Oh, social media. That's why, that's why I don't have it. I'm not a big social media fan. But, you know, Everybody, every guest on this Robert, show. I'm telling you. I mean, it's even, it's even like my dad. We, we kind of got to joking one day when I was, I don't know, high school. I said, we were in an election year. I said, you ought to run for president. And this was really a defining moment in my life with him when he was stone cold serious. He goes, son, I don't want my past exposed. Yeah, and I got mm. to thinking. Well, had you done the right thing, you wouldn't have to worry about. You wouldn't that. have to worry about it. Yeah, right. and that's what I don't understand with all these people, with these public figures, and you know, hey, I'm going to go out and do what I want to do, and I can fix it. Before you run, you just stand up and say, "I'm going to give you all a list of everything I've done wrong. Here's where I've screwed up, and here's where all my stuff." And just go ahead and throw it out there because it's going to come out. It's going to come out. Right. Hush money ain't going to cover it up. No. You, it, your your past discretions will come out. The quickest way to get over it and move forward, in my opinion, is owning it, Own admitting it. And 
and saying, what do I got to do differently? I mean, we've sat there before and I've watched, you know, in my opinion, one of the good things to, if you feel like you're somebody in those boats or, or if you know somebody that is, you want to do stuff, you know, I think it's super important to do love language test Mm -hmm. with your spouse, with, with people you do know on a regular basis and doing some of those kind of personality tests with people you work with, Mm -hmm. because here's what happened is not that it's good or bad people. So, um, um, there's a, a lady cherry who who actually used to um, uh, that brought John into this business, mm-hmm. and we had a really hard heart to heart. She was somebody who who never come off very. Um, she didn't. She would give people say you say you need five dollars for gas. She give you five dollars for gas. Okay. Yeah. Um, because in in her opinion, you know, probably her love language type thing was gifts or something giving, right? Sure. Like in that way. Sure. Um. But yet she would turn around and dog cuss them in front of everybody like two seconds later. And then when everybody would leave her or something, she'd be like, well, I give them money and I give them this. And I had to hit her with, like, look, understand something. That's not what they care about. They care about not getting dog cussed in front of everybody. Yeah. They care about you being able to listen to when they're just going through a hard time and not saying, I ain't got time for this. You're, you, it, Cherry, you and Cherry, if, if I give you $5, that means a lot to you. But mm-hmm. not to other people all the time. So you've got to know what means the most to other people, because I do believe there are some people that probably just would would love those checks in in some instances. Oh, yeah. But it will never oh. fix the depot. But understand, no. I think you need to know other people's languages. Your coworkers. There's personality tests, Meyer Briggs, that everybody can take that you can learn the languages of how to interact with people because everybody's different. You know, um, I know that that there's some people that I can kick in the butt. And there's some I got to love on. Mm-hmm. And there's some that don't respond to either one. So I, I learn everybody individually. And I think that's what you have to do as well. Mm-hmm. I think if you're one of those people you feel like you may have been in something in, in that kind of situation of giving people hush money or just or just thinking there's one thing fixing it and not finding out the truth, that you start with understanding the other people more so you know what grabs them emotionally and actually means something to them. Right. You know, uh have you ever done anything with love languages? Have you ever? No. I got to be honest, I haven't. I you? should though. Yeah, okay. listen yeah, to it too. now. Yeah. You and your girlfriend need to do the love language test. Where is this? It, just Google love language test. All I mean, right. it's literally it's a yeah. big deal, and know each other's love languages because that's how you're going to know what really matters to um, the other person. And you know, it's a, it's it's a huge deal. I think if you're if you're married or you're not, I mean, and, and I think if you're in a, a co-working space. If you're working with people, you need to look at the Myers-Briggs test and stuff because understanding people, you know, it was like, Cherry, she really did care about people. Oh, she sure. just thought the checks were what fixed it, don't you think? Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. And I used to kid with her all the time. I was like, Cherry, you got a heart of gold, but you have no people skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you, you have no people skills. so you can't talk to people. You, yeah, she couldn't. I mean, we yeah. were – I mean, Heath knows. She couldn't. We were about as, about as polar opposite yeah. as you could get. And, and it wasn't it wasn't a matter of character – you know, it was it no, was, not at all. No, but it, it came off like that, it, it came yeah, off to that me, way. You telling me this, it sounds like a character issue. It came off that way. Yeah, it did, but it wasn't a character issue. It's but really I think huh. I think that's a lot of people, though, Zach. I think a lot of people, it's really not a character. They just don't have the people skills. Yeah, and it starts with knowing how the other people are understanding. You can't just do one way. There's no one size fits all. You got to individually right. understand how people tick and work, and you got to pull those triggers. So what take you know what it does? It takes you to take the time to do enough to figure out how all the people around you do work and tick in order to make sure that it works the best with them because, you know, people may come off with character issues, but it's really not the truth. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, hush money doesn't get rid of your discretions. Your past issues 
are not something you have to live with forever, but you have to own them. Got to own Get them. it out sure. there. Own it and move forward. Don't keep trying to bury it. There's no such thing as burying it. No matter how much money you have or how much dirt you got to pile on top of it, your past is your past. Own it. Use it for a learning tool. Move forward and change it from this point forward from your family, from your kids, from your coworkers. You can change who you are in your actions right now moving forward. And if you own it all, it will start perfect today. Mm. So we're going to come back here in the third segment and get to know you a little bit better. Awesome. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Hear ye, hear ye. Great news for all of you guys. Colonial Life is hiring some salespeople from all over the country. No matter where you are in the United States of America, if you're looking for a sales career, if you want to just learn more about what Colonial Life does, send an email to mbeltran at colonialife.com. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at colonialife.com. We'll get you set up with the right people you need to talk to and see if maybe if you're going to win that job. If you're in the Metroplex area, great. If you're in St. Louis, great. We're going to have office there for you. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at ColonialLife.com and change your career today. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. I actually kind of feel grown up drinking a coffee cup. Like it's water in here, but I feel like a grown up, you know, because I feel like there's always something around the, you know, old, you know, grown people. Like, because sure. I don't drink coffee. Yeah. But like, I think I want to start drinking almost all my drinks out of a coffee just cup. Kicking now, back, I just kicking back, sipping feel, out of a mug. I just feel grown. It. Yeah. It's funny when I was a kid and I realized uh, in some <laughs> some situations people drinking out of out of coffee cups often they weren't drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. drinking more adult beverages, right, which makes yeah. me feel even more adult. Yeah, know, yeah. As I sip out of I was about to my... say the same thing. I'm like, if you're drinking out of a coffee cup, there's a good possibility. You right. Maybe trying to there's more than coffee in there I, but in like, this I, case. I just want to walk around and be like you know we need to get to work with my <laughs> <Yeah>. coffee cup <laughs> you know like the movie The Office yeah yeah you know he'd walk over there yeah I'm gonna need you to come in Saturday come in yeah. Saturday and he always had that coffee cup there in his hand you know office just space it's just not a good look you know, you know office <laughs> space is filmed in Dallas right oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lost Colinas right there in William Square right by in my town. office yes yeah. oh, I didn't know that small yeah. world yeah Every time yeah, if you look at when you watch a movie if you watch it You'll pay attention to stuff around there. You'll see it all. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah um, pretty neat. So we're going to get to know you a little bit, John, because sure. uh, he has an interesting story. And he also, um, you know, John is, is you know, like I, John and I are the same fact that we just tell, we tell it all. We don't really care. We don't, we, we're open books. And and he he has an interesting story because of, of a lot of things, but most people that kind of are at a pinnacle of kind of a success that he is at right now, um, Usually, like in this business, you know, he did well before this business. But in this business, his first handful of years was a struggle. Where then, but then most of them, most of the people can turn around, but none of them really get to that like pinnacle, like of the like where John is. Because honestly, John and, and and his team that they've been number one in. The, I mean, we've got there's there's probably seven hundred offices in the country, and he's number one two years in a row in Longview, Texas. You know, it's not like it's he's number one out of twenty. And he, what's What's fascinating to me on the outset here is is maybe it's because Heath comes in with his awesome suits, his incredible kolaches, but <laughs> John, you're here. You're 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 drinking a Dr. Pepper and you got cool socks on. You seem like a very humble individual. You know On I, the outside I, I no offense, wouldn't think, man, this guy's like the greatest salesman ever. Yep. So what's the secret? What am I missing? 
you know. And kind of tell them a little bit of your backstory. Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. start with you. You want to start with the colonial story? Or, Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, I spent spent 20 years in the wholesale beer business prior to getting into the insurance business. All right. Which wholesale beer. Cool gig. All right. Had a lot of friends when I drank for yeah, free. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I did. Like all of a sudden your friends disappear yeah, when you go to insurance? Right. Cause yeah, they're yeah. like, that's not, really, insurance. that's not really sex anymore, and you don't right. drink for free, so we're out. So, Come on now. So I did that, and... You know, made other people a lot of money. Yeah, did uh, did really well in that, and then uh, one day I was a victim of some restructuring, realigning, and hey, we don't really need you anymore. Oof! And forty years old with a at the time with a nine month old child, so I can assure you, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so uh, moved back from Longview, had been out in West Texas, and uh, had my resume out one day, and. Uh, a gentleman from Colonial called me who will remain anonymous. Yeah. was there before Heath. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. And, uh, you know, didn't really have much interest in it. Went and sat through the interview just out of respect for them calling me. Thought it was the right thing to do. So if anybody's listening, I've called you for an interview. Please show up on Wednesday. <laughs> and they never show up. Yeah, exactly. So did that. Uh, got started. And, you know, the first six months was a, just a train wreck yeah i mean we ate a lot of ramen noodles at my house yeah yeah who hasn't yeah. right at well, we're doing well now we're up to spam okay yeah, yeah. we're doing really it's good a big step next yeah. up vienna sausage look Huge. hey yeah. look you you lot of your friends are a lot of mine we got a lot of each yeah. other so <laughs> got started and you know i was always kind of middle of the pack i guess you could say and i would go to these meetings and see these other people doing really well and you know i was like man these they're not any better than I am. Sure. They're not, you know, not as, you know, I like to think not as talented as I was, but I was my own worst enemy. I knew what to do, but I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger every single day. And if you looked at my. He would get hot for little spurts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I, if I pulled up my graph at Colonial, it would probably look like a blood pressure reading. Yeah. You know, you know, one year I'd have it figured out. The next year I didn't have it figured out. I yeah. tried it my way. So it was just a lot of inconsistencies, right? And that I always tell people that, and I talk about this in recruiting, I don't know if I've even shared this with Heath or not, was uh, fourth quarter of 2015, one of my down years, and one of a few, actually. And I was getting dressed to go to work one morning, or through the motions of going to work. Mm -hmm. And I looked myself in the mirror one day, and I said, hey, if I was paying you out of my own pocket, I would fire you. You ever tried to fire yourself? Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's the hardest conversation I've ever had to have because here was the thing. Both sides of my brain were trying to rationalize with each other, like, hey, you better get your act together. Yeah, I'm going to start that today. You said that last year. So it was, it was like a big internal struggle. Well, you got that up, down, up, down. Up, down, yeah, up, down. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it was a lot of peaks and valleys and stayed on like an emotional roller coaster. And, and in 2016, I really decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this 100% every single day whether I want to do it or not. I love it. A lot of days, I, I don't want to do it. I mean, I was, you know. Sure. A lot yeah, of days yeah. I, 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 don't, I love what I do, but there's days that I go, hey, I'm not really excited about going to do this. But I gave it 100% every single day and, and became more consistent, helped, started holding myself accountable, holding other people accountable to what we were, what we were trying to accomplish. And then uh, September of 2016, we got dealt a pretty nasty blow in our office. Mm -hmm. uh, Cherry Martin. A great mentor for me, along with Heath and mm -hmm. and Robert. So I can't take all the credit for this. And obviously, I'm blessed with 
people around me. Robert, he works directly with Robert, too. Oh, okay. Robert Albert, yeah. So I've, got, so I've got a lot of people, you know, I'm very blessed. I surround myself with the people, a lot of people that are a lot smarter than I am. Yeah. And, and they deserve a lot of the credit. And plus, I had a really strong support system at home. I didn't have naysayers, you know, yeah. sit around feeling sorry for some. My wife was like, you need to get out and see more people. And I can honestly tell you, if it weren't for her, I probably wouldn't be where I was at today because she was never a, a naysayer. But uh, Cherry, not feeling good. Goes to the doctor, and I guess it's about fourteen days later. We're at where she at died. She dies. We're oh at, my gosh! We're at her, we're at her funeral. Yeah, and, and so we're kind of in limbo. Like you know, what do we do next in the office? And so we kept the try to keep the train on the tracks for the last part of the year. And I guess it was October. Heath and I and Robert sat down one day. It was like the interrogation from hell. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sorry. They, no, it was funny. I mean, I, he, he, I, he's like cackling over yeah, there. I mean, I can, just, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can laugh about it now. He and I talk about it on sure. the phone all the time. We laugh about it all the time now. But um, so he came to me in October and said, hey, we want you to uh, take over the office. Okay. And I love Robert. Robert and I have gotten really close in the last couple of years, and I'll never forget, you know, hey, is there anything you want to tell me that I need to do? He goes, yeah, real simple. Don't F it up. <laughs> Classic Robert. Yeah, yeah I mean, so uh, Robert. Yeah, it's so as Robert. We're, as we're having a cigarette and he just drives off, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we finished 2016, uh, Office of the Year, 2017. Uh, Beyond had, killing it. Had some critics out there that were kind of doubting. You You're a very humble man about this, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, honestly, my family keeps me so grounded because my wife, you know, a lot of things I don't agree with, some things she says sometimes, but, you know, the thing that she always tells me, is you need to remain humble because this could all go away tomorrow. Mm. And, and it's true with, with our business. I mean, it, it could it could potentially go, I hope not. Well, the only time it does for those people that become cocky and arrogant. Right. The people who stay humble, it doesn't because they, they continue to appreciate and be grateful for their people, for their everything oh, yeah. that they're in, and they don't lose it. The cocky, arrogant people are the ones that can lose it. Never, oh, yeah. never forget where you came from. No, yeah. you never forget where you came from. And, and you know, like I said – I get a lot of credit for things, but, you know, without having the right people, I mean, I would put my team up against anybody in the country. Sure. They're, they're great people. I've actually had all three of them actually hit. Yeah, but, you know, here, here's what I want you to understand, too, about him. When I talk about the story, that, and when we talk about at times that when is it that, um, you know, a lot of people think they're at a spot in life that they can't make a change and really maybe they're older or whatever. And um, correct me if I'm right or wrong, but are you making more money than you've ever made in your life right now? Oh, absolutely. Okay. In late 40s, new career path at 40 years old after 20 years in one business, and everything changes over. That's the thing that I want people to understand. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. I never I, – I, I, I can say I never thought – I don't know if I would have been betting every chip I had that John would be doing the level he's at because what John had shown me and proved to me over three or four years is that he was consistent at being inconsistent. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that was the facts. Sure was. He had the talent. Here's what John would do. Here's what I always – it was like this. When John needed to make money, it was a great quarter. <laughs> when it wasn't, when he did, when, when he had some money that he did. Right. Yeah. right after he made right. money. Yeah. Don't yeah. need it. That, yeah, that's exactly it. what okay. – that's yeah. how he did. And, and it was just never consistent. And so you would see the flashes of talent. But here's the thing, I'd, I'd already decided, okay, he's just going to be really average and uh, he'd be a good average team player. Sure. Because it was it was a three, four-year period. You know, usually the people that reach the pinnacle of success he has right now, they it's not they don't do it after three, four years of 
being, but that just shows you the raw talent he has, though. Because if you have the, he has the raw talent to just go, oh, I'm going to flip this switch and go. Yeah. And when he did, it just poop continued to go. Mm. And and so the thing is, is I was like, you know, it was, I was like, is he going to stay consistent with this? He actually gonna because he has shown me three or four years in a row when he wanted to flip the switch, he would. But now, yeah, two years in a row, he's been flipping that consistent. But now it's another level. Like even back then, when he would flip the switch, it would be like enough just enough for him to make a little money not mm-hmm. not not the level that it's at now that is massive but you know i believe that you know what there's people out there that are struggling with that same conversation you just talked about in your ears mm-hmm. how do you finally make that connection to go consistent with that greatness you know after somebody that for three or four years there you hovered just right there a little bit of average yeah it's one of those things it's got to start with you on the inside of, yeah. you know, I got tired of being, I guess, average, you should say. That's a word that we kind of throw around a lot now. But uh, I just got tired of it. And, you know, I'd always go to these meetings, and Heath would have these meetings, and, you know, he used to finish with, well, who's going to be the person we're going to talk about this year? I'd send texts to Heath. It's going to be me. He would always respond, it could be. And then I would, <laughs> this, this went on for like two or three years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he yeah, finally yeah. was like, no, you're not. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I, I got tired of living in peaks and valleys, right? Yeah. You know, when it was good, it was really good. When it was bad, it was really bad. And one day, you know, this, just the light bulb came on one day and said, hey, I can't keep living like this. I can't keep exposing my family to this. You know, we're, oh, yeah, we can pay our house payment this month. I don't know about next month. And it just, it was one of those things, I was 40 years, 40 plus years old, and I decided if this doesn't work, I'm really unrecruitable. And I have to make this work. And, and I never, you know, we, Heath and I talk about plan B's all the time. I never had a plan B. I stuck my foot in the water, finally stuck my foot into the water, jumped in and stayed cold for a little while, and then it just uh, it just took off, and it's been a, it's been a crazy ride for the last two years, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I think, honestly, God, one of the biggest keys to understand is that it does start with you of realizing you have the ability to do it. It's not anybody else's fault. Like, like John wasn't, you know, up and down because of anybody but – John. But me, yeah. And, 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 and when that finally clicked, then it happened. So I hope that, you know, I, I believe that story can resonate with a lot of people. You got a 20 year career, midlife, corporate life changes, make a drastic change. And, you know, within an eight year period, you know, within six, seven years of being in that career, mm-hmm. you're making three, four, five, six, seven, eight times more than you've ever made in a 20-year career before at a sure. high level, whatever, and like how, you know, it was scary, but yet that leap was the best thing ever happened. And, oh, best thing ever happened. And and, and that happened. if you're in that limbo, you got to look at yourself in the middle and say, if you were writing your paycheck, would you fire yourself? And that's what I like. I think that, that day had a lot of a conversation that goes, can you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, if I was writing my paycheck, I'd fire me. And if it is, make a change today. You got to. So, mm-hmm. I, I, John, kind of like a Robert, probably only LinkedIn, right? Only LinkedIn. <laughs> Don't you have something what is going you don't on? Have anything yeah. else? Robert, Scott, John, everybody. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm just not a big social media person. Yeah, obviously. You know, well, you're you're very successful, so I, maybe there's something to be said see, about that. You know, I, yeah. I, I see these young people in our office, and I mean, it's like, you know, do you read this on Facebook or? I don't care what you're having for lunch. I mean, I just, I, I just you know, for some people, it's like a second job for them. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just, that's just not me. Oh, it turns into it before yeah. you know it. you got to watch out. Zach, I, I, I where, where, where can we find you? At, you, you can find me on Twitter at AppleZachandosh. Yes, at, that's me. At Heath Oaks, at Ignorance on Fire, on all the channels, as we all know. Um, 
Thanks for coming on, John. I appreciate it. I think uh, we're going to have you on uh, for the next week's episode as well. Cool. Maybe we get some new dimes dropped in for you. But cool. I love you guys. See you next time on Second Shot.